Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, TJ Hushmanzada. Sorry, guys, I'm not Bucky. Sorry, You're not guys. Bucky. Now, no. Bucky's Friday. Bucky's probably still asleep right now. But Bucky's no. Nah, Bucky asleep. might be. He might be. He's up not working breaking out down tape. What are you? What are you kidding? He's probably working out. He probably. I hope he ain't breaking down tape this early. Probably break it down about eight o'clock. He's a big workout dude. Early morning workout guy. I would assume that's just an assumption. Are you an early morning workout guy? I am not at all. I don't wake up early. Unless I have something to do. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of the things with, with once you, like, retire from your professional sport, like, all the things that you had to do for a long time, you're like, I no longer had to do. Like, my 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 college teammates named Brian Montanati, and we made a pact. What The last time we were driving to do conditioning in college at Oklahoma State, and we used to have to do six in the morning out in the track. And we're like, Ooh. hey, man, we are never, ever, ever going to a track ever again unless like somebody's going to pay me oh, to run I'm for track. sure not 
I can't remember the last time I ran on a track. And I will say this, because of my children, um, I get involved, like, we start, start school next week. So I'll be getting up early. These people work in the school district. They decide school is now going to start an hour early, 7.30. I'm like, these people, how do they get jobs that they have to start kids at 7.30 and get them out at 1.30? Like, I thought parents were still at work at 1.30. How do they navigate through that? But I'll be getting up early every day now starting next week. Wait, so their school starts at 7.30 in the morning? 7.30 in the morning. A bunch of idiots in the school district. Well, they got a lot of other things, too. That Like, this is Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Trader. We're going to gripe about schools. Then high schools, they had the block scheduling. Like, they're like ne- they're never in school. I asked my I asked one of my daughters goes to school block scheduling. I start like ten today. Like what? Like you're just chilling till ten? Yeah, then I'm out at one. How does? How do <laughs> I get so that? Good. How do I get that schedule? Uh, that, Actually, that, I do I have would, that schedule. Would, Who am I kidding? Now if we were in school. <laughs> yes, we love that schedule. Oh, of course we love. That I schedule. love that schedule. If I'm in school, ten to one. I actually, if I was in up. school and I was a little kid, I'd probably love actually seven thirty to one. Once you get used to getting, because then you're done. You get the whole day. Yeah, you can't. That's you a can't. lot of cartoons we could have watched. Imagine being in high school when COVID hit. You're like, wow, this is the best. And then you start missing your friends. That That's the part of it. But, yeah, my kids are elementary school kids. They start at 730 in the morning next week. TJ Hushman's out of joining us. Uh, Doug Gottlieb and uh, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, we'll get back to griping about school starting, although there's there are some benefits to it, right? They're out of the house. They're out of the house, right? And you get to, everybody loves their kids, and everybody loves summer, but then you're like, yeah, it's August, you got to go. I got I got to get my house back. I need you out of my house. Yeah, it, it's, it's uh, my kids had the option. They could go go to school from home, virtual schooling, and I said, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. You guys need to be around kids and understand how to get through conflict and things of that nature. But, yes, you you want them to go, at least in our family. My wife, when my kids start school, she's sad. She's like, oh, man, the summer's over. Like, man, if y'all don't get y'all butts up and go to school. (laughs) Well, the other thing that coincides, obviously, with uh, this time of year is preseason football. Uh, Zach Wilson appears to have uh, dodged major injury as uh, I don't know why he's cutting the ball back in there. In, in the in the preseason. Um, there's uh, the Cowboys who committed 17 penalties, 17 penalties in a preseason game. There's Jordan Love who did not look particularly good. Trey Lance who did look good. Deshaun Watson up and down. What like first full weekend of NFL preseason games, T.J. Hushman's Odyssey's what? It's early. Uh, when, when I say it's early, obviously when you're Jordan Love, Trey Lance, and the young guys, you want to play well. I don't think Jordan Love played bad. Um, one in interceptions was a drop ball. I, and I don't know if it's the head coach protecting the quarterback. But LaFleur came out and said, oh, somebody ran the wrong route. I I, I don't know. The, other, the, the interception actually was a really good play where they called it a completion. They reviewed it and they changed the call. But it, it's just – you're finally excited to play a game. And so, especially when you're young, when you already play six, seven, eight, nine years, you really don't care for the preseason. But the younger, you just want to play someone else. Sure. That, that that just makes it fun. The Zach Wilson thing, yeah, I think it was just instinct cutting back inside. But yet you want him to just go out of bounds. 
but his instinct and his athleticism is just something that's in you. Okay, let me cut back and see what I can get. That's a lesson learned for him. Well, the the other issue with, with it is, and you can't directly track it to the field turf, is is you got the field turf, which if you talk to, I talked to an NFL GM, the studies are 14% higher likelihood of injuries, right? But the the problem with the, the balance of the field turf is what you have in at Soldier Field. So Soldier Field, a lot of those guys, I guess the NFLPA complained that it was virtually unplayable because they had a concert the night before. So on one hand, it's less safe to play on field turf, but the field turf doesn't get torn up because of summer, like Kenny Chesney and whatever Elton John shows. Or you have the grass, which is obviously better and softer, but it's more expensive and it gets chewed up when you have a concert. More expensive, all the money going around, huh? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like that's yeah. that's a that, that's the excuse or maybe the reality. We we see it in college sports, even see it in high school sports where they're all going to field turf because though you spend the initial expense up front, you don't have to maintain it. H- how much of an issue do you think the the field turf is. It has to be an issue because you're seeing way too many injuries. At least we assume that that's part of the uh, problem. When I played, we had the Astro turf. Yeah, so when field turf came out, I was like, "Oh, but it's this still is the it's, best." I, I I know it feels like it's the best, but it's it's still I, artificial. It still doesn't I, give like I regular. Truly, rest. Me personally, yeah. just from my, I loved playing on it. I liked it better than grass. And I didn't really have knee problems. And so the guys that are, I don't understand. I really wish they could do a study and see exactly why a guy tears his ACL or is it the amount of force they're putting in. I I just don't know. Now, I will say this. Doing the training that I'm doing, the newer field turf, it gives a little more. It's actually softer. Um, we're training not, We're training uh, this spring. And I noticed it like at one field, the field turf is extremely hard. It's rigid. It doesn't give. And we went to a new field. It's like, wow, it's completely different. It's field turf, but it's completely different. It gives. And so that's what the NFL needs to do is as they come out with new technology, better technology, switch it. But again, it goes back to what you said earlier. The cost of it. Do they want to constantly be switching it out when they have better field? But if you want to protect your investment, it's something you must do. Deshaun Watson uh, played on on Friday night. Um, How did you think he played? He didn't play well. Um, Anthony Swartz dropped a couple balls, but he catches them. He has more completions, but not a lot of yards. I'm sure it's tough for Deshaun Watson. I'm sure it is because we all want to be liked as athletes. We say, oh, I don't care if you like me. Like, nobody wants to be disliked just for no reason. Now, there may be reason, but to go through what he's going through, he's just going to have to block it out, play well. If he plays well, it will start to go away. But I think he was affected by the chance. You don't really get booed in the preseason. The fans don't care that much, so he was getting booed yeah. in the preseason and all good, all the negative talk, but that's to be expected when you've been out of football and you've been away from it. Practicing a game is a completely different ball game. And, and, and look, I would I would defend their ability to play him because within the rules they can play him, right? And he's got to play some football. You can't go from not playing. He needed that for a season and a half, basically a season and a half, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna likely sit half of this season, maybe sit the whole season, 
and then not see live bullets at all. Right? You need you need to see a little bit more speed, a little bit more live. If I'm action. Cleveland, I hope nothing comes down this week. I'm playing them again. I'm playing them again. Like he needs reps. He needs to see a and feel a pass rush. He needs that. And and so he has not played football in such a long time that him getting those reps will pay dividends down the road. I, I don't care what – in practice, you know. D-line's not going to touch me. D-line's going to pull off. In the game, they're coming to take your head off. It's the preseason. They might not be trying to hurt you, but they're coming to get you. And, and so your awareness is a little different than what it would be in practice. Um. Okay, so what do you think happens? Man, it's <laughs> – it's almost, uh, oh, he's for sure getting more than six games. And no question. It's, it's just really, and you, the NFLPA is to blame for this. But when you look at how many players, and when I say the NFLPA is to blame, is because, oh, yeah, in the CBA, it's a neutral arbitrator, noob arbitrator who was a woman, and a retired judge decided this is the punishment. They didn't like it, so now we're going to give you the punishment we wanted to give you anyway because it's in a CBA. He's going to be suspended at least, I believe, eight, ten games. I know they probably want to go to go a year. I'm not sure they will. You want to get this out the news, start getting a suspension served, and get it out of the news cycle. But the NFLPA, that's what I was going with. It's so many players in the league, so few that get in trouble. Right. So when you say, "Oh, it's the, it's the guys that get in trouble fault," right? Don't put yourself in this position. Well, it's 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 all you mentioned the NFLPA. All of this negotiated, and at some point you go like, "Wait, are we really going to give up that for we, this?" Right. Right. Well, like, I don't. What, what's what's more important? The minute like the rise in a minimum salary or some other things that matter for a lot of people or. A couple games suspension more for, you know, one or two people per year. The small number of guys that get in trouble, the small percentage, um, I don't think it's worth giving up something that's important. Don't get in trouble. Don't put yourself in that situation. And to me, it's just that simple. But when guys do get in trouble, it's like, oh, man, something they got to collectively bargain. They, they need to. No, just don't get in trouble. Like, I, if I'm a player that's not getting in trouble, I don't want to give up something because we got guys that are getting in trouble and we want to give up something that's important just to for that, that small percent. No, that, that, that's hustling backwards. I, I mean, look, he wouldn't have offered, supposedly there, his side offered up eight, eight games, you know, five million going back to last week. They're they're clearly trying to get back to where they were negotiation wise because before the ruling came down they were at somewhere at twelve games, right? So if you throw out eight games and everyone knows the league wants a season, you're obviously trying to get back to that twelve game variety. That's how any negotiation works. You don't start at the spot you want to end at. You start at a spot where you where you end is more palatable for you. Yeah, it, it's just eight ga- If you give them twelve games. In essence, you would assume Cleveland Browns' season is over. Um, giving these last five games, getting ready for twenty twenty three. What's the number of games that it needs to be in order for the Browns to trade for Garoppolo? 
So they should just trade for him now. It's going to be a minimum of eight games. Nothing against uh, Jacoby Brissett, but when he had his opportunity in Indy to lead, he, he's not going to be able to take a team to the playoffs. And so you trade for Garoppolo now, but you know the 49ers are going to release him. So do you really trade for him and pay him $25 million or you try to negotiate something less than that? Or you just wait till he gets released? But if you wait till he gets released, you got to learn offense. It's completely uh, different offense. And then at that point, do you say, is he better than Brissett? Right. Be- because, oh, it's an offense. You can learn that in a week. It's a lot harder than people believe it is. And so I'm trying to get Jimmy G now, but I'm not paying Jimmy G $25 million. Whether he gets, gets into my system today or two weeks is going to be tough for him either way. T.J. Hushman's out of Doug Gottlieb in for the boys, Dan and the Danettes. Okay, coming up next, um, there is a deadline. Deadlines bring deals. There's a deadline for Lamar Jackson to get a new deal. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great at It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Doug Gottlieb in with T.J. Ochmanzada, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Truly ready for the new football season, right? Like, now you start to have it on TV. We got, what, uh, one more weekend before week zero college football games go, go off? This time of year, uh, once that first preseason game kicks off, you know, every weekend moving forward, we got football. So I look forward to that. Uh, I really – it's that NBA Finals ends, that dead period of really just nothing on TV. But, yeah, I really look forward to now every weekend until the Super Bowl, we got football. Adam Kaplan joins us, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, as we have one full week. Um, we have two teams with two games, but one full week of of preseason games. And let's let's start with the Lamar Jackson news, if we can, Adam. Where uh, now we have a deadline. The deadline being the regular season, they'll stop. They'll cease negotiations. This is his fifth year option, so they could still franchise tag him over the next two years, and even transition tag him in the in the third year. Um, what's your sense of how far apart the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are? They've tried, Doug, to get this done. <clears throat> Last year was really hard, although the, 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 the Ravens were sort of optimistic, talked to someone there. Last year they can get it done, but the complication still, and TJ can relate to this, not having an agent. Like The NFLPA is helping him, but in the end, it, you really need an agent who could push hard, and, and there's just a certain way that an agent could – do what we call the dirty work and be the bad guy if you need him to. And that, to me, is what's holding this up. And they've exchanged proposals. The Sean Watson deal, the five-year fully guaranteed deal, is not an option for the Ravens. It's just work at, what is trying to find a comparable contract. He's clearly better than Kyler Murray, so it's got to be better than that. It's, it's, it's not easy to find that contract. It should be if it gets done. 43 to 45 million. Remember, we got a major rise in the cap in 23. The TV money hits. That's what an agent, if he had an agent, would point to. Like we're we're not taking less than a certain number, which should be 43 million and probably four years fully guaranteed, if not partially in five. It, no one's getting the Watson contract. It's like when Kittle did his deal, his, his his deal, which was historic. No one's come close to that in an extension yet. So what do you foresee happening, dude? If you know 23 in 2023, the TV money is going to change the salary cap and what owners are making, I'm sure the PS told him this. Do you see him being franchised? How do you see this playing out long term? 
never not be a Raven, TJ, to be honest with you. They love him. He fits what they want. He's part of the run game. Uh, he's improved as a passer. They're giving him a little bit more of that, as I understand it, uh, from training camp. And they want to open up a little bit uh, with him. There's still going to be a run-based offense. Not to you know, mistake that, but he's going to be their long-term quarterback. They're going to, they'll make a final push. They'll make a final push over the last two weeks, the next two weeks, to, to try to get this, actually the next three weeks, to try to get this done. And, and sometimes, because the good thing is Lamar's gone on record, not just behind the scenes with them. They've gone on record saying that he will not negotiate during the season. By the way, the Steelers do the same thing. They actually have a rules of an organization. They will not negotiate once the season starts. In fact, they've gotten deals done when they played Sunday in week one, 24 hours before the season started. And because he's the quarterback, it puts a little bit more emphasis, uh, emphasis on trying to get it done. I expect to make a major push, a major push to try to get this done here. And I still think if it doesn't get done, it's because he doesn't have an agent. Because, uh, quite frankly, if he had an agent, it would have been done last season. But it's harder because you can't ask the player to negotiate for himself on a quarterback deal. Maybe other positions, but quarterback is a little more complicated. Um, help me out with this Tampa thing with Tom Brady. Yeah, we find out over the weekend that th- there's no there's no pending family emergency. Nobody's health, thankfully, is at risk here. This is this is a planned break, planned break in the middle of training camp. Now, TJ um, hypothesized that what went down was his his wife's like planned a vacation. And then after he retired, and when they come, when he decided to come out of retirement, they're like, "You can do whatever, but you're going to do that vacation." What? What? What's? What's going on? This is. This is. I don't miss OTAs except for one year in New England, Tom Brady, and now he's taking two weeks off in training camp. What's going on in Tampa? Doug, it was wild. I actually was there Thursday uh, with the Dolphins in there for, for joint practices Wednesday and Thursday. You know, I noticed. I just happened to be at the field. I'm like, "Where's Brady? Why is he not out here? This is not." Once they started getting into the teamwork with the Dolphins, I'm like, this is kind of odd. And talking to someone like, oh, yeah, yeah, we knew about this. But I'm thinking, if you knew about this, why don't you just announce at the start of training camp? This way there's no speculation. There's no, oh, well, he, no one will guess to try to figure it out what, what exactly he's doing. But it's still very odd. I didn't get a great explanation, but the people I spoke with seemingly overly confident that he will play this season and he won't miss a beat. But what I would tell you in response to that is, Doug, this is a guy who, who, who retired. We were surprised that he did it, although the warning signs are certainly there because I could tell you that he was telling players during their, 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 their lead-up to the final game last season in the playoffs, he was very sentimental at board, sounded like he might retire, and he did. But to come out six weeks later and come back, and then this, this is, you're right, this has been very odd. This is not normal for a guy who's very meticulous with everything he does. Speaking of Tom Brady's former team, the Patriots, and, and I'm sure you've answered this question, or at least I assume you have. Why? Why Why no offensive coordinator? Why guys who don't specialize on the offensive side of the ball, young quarterback, why? I, it bothers me, TJ. I'm so glad you brought this up. Ironically, I am driving to Foxborough today. They're having joint practices with the Panthers on Tuesday and hey, Wednesday. tell Bill and I want to know why. Yeah, why? <laughs> It's a great question. Now, a couple of things that he does is he likes to have the smallest staff in football. His father, when he's at the Naval Academy, had the smallest college staff. They just believe smaller is better. I, I talking to a, a Patriots player they, when they found out in March that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge will be kind of running the offense. Judge with the quarterbacks, Patricia as an overview. 
they were kind of skeptical. They're like, why would you do this when we really have not seen these guys working off? It's Joe Judge's been a receivers coach, and he certainly has some input. But back in 2009, when Josh McDaniels left to be the Broncos head coach, Bill O'Brien was the primary play caller. At least this guy had developed quarterbacks. He had a feel for it with help from Belichick and Brady. This is kind of weird because it's Mac Jones' second season. I'm like you. I've not got a great explanation of why he thinks Matt Patricia could be the chief play caller here. It's just, and there's some good play callers out of work. I'm with you, man. It's very questionable. Now, you as a former receiver. Could, how would this like if you knew that a, a guy who never been a play caller before, never really coached offense before, Patricia would be calling the plays? Would you go to your head coach and say, well, "Are you, we sure about this?" TJ would for sure. I've done that before, and at times, you know, you think you're talking in confidence to the head coach. He tells the OC, "Not OC wants to have a meeting with you." Oh, I, I did. I, I did that. I did that before. I went to the head coach and I said something. He told the OC, and the OC was like. Hey, can you come talk to me in office uh, Tuesday? I was like, I wonder what he wants to talk about. He brings it up. I'm like, wow. But this is what's going to happen. At anything goes wrong, guys, veterans on that team that play offense, they're going to take. They're going to start talking in the locker room. We knew this BS was going to happen, and I don't know because Belichick scares people how that goes in the locker room because they're going to talk if things don't go the way it needs to go. It's going to get interesting how Belichick navigates through that because you got guys that are opinionated on every team. But Belichick seems to scare people. I I don't know how that's going to work. Well, Bill, TJ, will be involved in this. He's certainly going to be involved. He'll be an overseer like he was when O'Brien called the plays. So, But I still think it's foolish. I'm a big Belichick supporter, but this one, and and I will tell you, this is another interesting thing. So on my training camp tour here, I've seen about 12 teams, and one GM said to me, the media sort of overrates what they see in practice. Sometimes they don't know what they're looking at. But he goes, over two weeks, the media says every single day the offense looks bad. They're probably right. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, Any sense of if we'll know on the Deshaun Watson thing this week? Should be this week because based on the language in the agreement, it's supposed to be an expedited process. It shouldn't be more than two or three weeks. And it, it... it, it, uh, ironically, I'll be with the Browns uh, when they host the Eagles on Thursday and Friday. I, I would expect this to be done sometime this week. And it'll be interesting because they're, they've, they're really backing Jacoby Brissett just from talking to Browns people. But they've never talked about what would happen if it was a full season. And I know there's a Cleveland Plain Dealer report about, well, if it's a full season, they would look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, if it's 12 games or more, they should really should be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. Jacoby Brissett's a fine backup. Get you out of a tough spot in four, six, maybe eight games at most. But we saw with Andrew Luck when he was out. I mean, you're asking you're asking for a lot to do it a full season, and it'll be a minimum of twelve games. It's just a matter of will it be a full season. And the, the whole thing. I don't know how TJ feels about this agreement being a former player, but to give Roger Goodell the appeal and or he could have it or hand it off to somebody else to me is just. I, I'm surprised that the NFLPA agreed to that, but they didn't. It is what it is. We 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 talked about this earlier. I, I don't like it. But there's so few guys that get in trouble. Are you really going to give up something that's important for the small percentage of guys that yeah. do something wrong? I, I I say no. I was part of the – I was a player rep for six, seven years, and I sat in those meetings, and it's such a small percentage. Try not to put yourself in that position so that 
the majority of guys that make great decisions don't have to give up things for the guys that make bad decisions. Yeah, oh, by the way, and, and I would also say on the 2011 collective bargaining agreement, what you just said is exactly what came out when Goodell still had a lot of the power. It was brought up to me by a couple of the player reps that they're not going to worry about a small percentage of players who don't do the right thing or alleged to have not done the right thing, and that, that goes to what you're saying. So this is really nothing new. But it is, it is kind of odd, but, yeah, I and mean, obviously the Watson situation is so different than anything we've ever talked about on Fox Sports Radio. I, I've covered the league 20 years. I, I don't, I've never dealt with anything like this, what's been alleged, and let's hope we don't again. You know, we, we, we saw Jalen Hurts get popped when he was well out of bounds. We, yeah. we saw Zach Wilson uh, have, uh, uh, what do you tell you, a little meniscal tear. Uh, on, on a on a on a cutback, we'll find out this week. But it's thought to be just a, a minor meniscal tear, um, and we'll get a further update on it. We've seen Sean McVay say, "Like, dude, I'm not playing any of my guys in the preseason. It's just not worth it." Have Have we gotten to that place where the rest of the league is going to fall in line? And let's just not even put any, especially our quarterbacks, in harm's way. Yeah, a couple things here, Doug. So when we went from four preseason games to three, if you remember when we had four preseason games, the starters almost certainly were not playing week one. A little bit in week two, T.J. knows this. Week three is dress rehearsal. Week four, you don't play. Well, we don't have four games anymore unless you play in the Hall of Fame game. So what they're doing now is the Stars are playing week one, not week two. Stars will play a little bit in week three. It's kind of different, and not every team agrees with it. Now, talking to the Bucks, they're not playing their, their veterans in the preseason no matter what. They just don't think that they need to. And here's the other thing. These joint practices, particularly the teams that are playing in two of them, they're taking these as a dress rehearsal. Why play your, your starters? Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, talked about this. They have back-to-back weeks of joint practices. The Bucks do. So they're, they're probably not going to play their veterans because these joint practices, you practice with your own players and you practice with the other team, and they're kind of like mini-games. They just don't feel like you need to stress your players more, particularly this time of the summer when you've been in camp for three weeks where players are pretty beat up and tired. We're trying to... We asked uh, Jeff Swartz this, so I'm going to ask you this as well. Mm-hmm. What team, many are, oh, this is going to be a really good team. You're, you're just not sold on them. You, you don't see what everyone else sees. That's a good question. It's funny because everybody's asking me in the sleeper team like the Chargers this year or the Vikings maybe. The team that I think is overrated, oh, boy, I would say the Dallas Cowboys. I, this, is, this division, TJ, is wide open. In fact, this is an unbelievable stat. No team has been a repeat winner in the NFC East, which only has four teams since 2004, when Philly won three uh, back-to-back titles, actually won 0-2-0-3-0-4. For whatever reason, it hasn't happened, but I just don't think Dallas is as good as people think they are. Yes, the quarterback's really good. You saw what happened when the Niners thrashed them in Dallas in the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to be as good as people think they are. Uh, the now, I'm not saying that the, the Bills won't win the, the AFC East. Look out. I was with the Dolphins last week. I'll be with them next week. The Dolphins are going to make a push against the Bills. Now, don't, do not underestimate the loss of Brian Dayball, their offensive coordinator, who was really the one who molded Josh Allen. That, to me, it's hard to quantify it. That would worry me a little bit because that's the guy who got it done. Well, it's interesting with Dallas, all the injuries they have at, at wide receiver, right? They have C.D. Lamb, but, yep. but, but essentially no one else. 
Um, and uh, and obviously there's there's heightened expectations. We do know who's not going to win that division. That's the Giants, right? We're good. Yeah, we're, they're, we're all, they're not. We're, it's it's wide yeah. open except for the Giants. That's, Bryce Young no, or C.J. Stroud for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, what's, yeah, or, or the kid from uh, the kid with Kentucky, Will Levis. Uh, yeah, who's it? He might be the best quarterback. But one thing about the Giants, I know it looks ugly. Brand new schemes on offensive defense. That's a fantastic coaching staff. It's just going to take them a while. And plus, they have so many guys that are hurt, particularly uh, at at wide receiver. Galladay's not They're giving them much when you guys aren't playing. When you guys aren't practicing. Adam, great stuff as always. Uh, enjoy you. enjoy New best. England, and make sure when when Belichick blows you off when you ask him why. <laughs> he's going, no, no, no. This is Bill. This is not me asking. This is T.J. Hushmanzada is, hey, is asking. Hey, hey, Doug. The last time I asked him a question was the '05 Super Bowl. So. Wow. So, yeah, and he answered it, yeah. too. We, 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 answered know, it too. we know what it said. Let's All right, guys, I'll talk to you. That's, uh, that's the one only Adam Kaplan was. <laughs> it was uh, Fox Sports uh, Radio NFL Insider. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Um, you're going to love this, TJ. TJ, by the way, for people who don't know, gigantic Lakers fan. Gigantic. Okay. One of LeBron's former teammates says he's not done enough to be a Laker great just yet. We'll get the thoughts of TJ Hushman's Dude, on people that. People just hate Hold them. on. We'll get to it next. Man. The Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there. Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And... You got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. T.J. Oshman's on. I'm Doug Gottlieb. We've got a bunch of stuff to get to. Lamar Jackson, not holding out, but there was an announcement basically. Hey, we're going to negotiate till the season starts and we're done talking. Uh, we'll discuss that later on this hour. We got to see Deshaun Watson play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns on Friday. We'll get to that. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys had 17 penalties in a preseason game. I want to get to that. But I do want to react to this. Uh, this video where Aqib Talib and his brother, right? Aqib Talib's brother is accused of shooting a youth football coach in Texas. And there's actual video of what looks like a melee, a bit of a fight. They're jumping this coach who's a bigger dude who was shot and killed at the scene. And then shots ring out. You can't clearly see a gun, although it's been labeled as Aqib Talib's brother, who apparently is a person of interest in, in the shooting. But like TJ, you... I just can't get over the fact that why are grown men forget about the fact the dude got shot for just a second. My last youth football game ended like this. It was in a, in a brawl, right? Where the parents got into it with other parents as a kid. And then my son was playing last year, 12 U and there were some parents that were just the stuff that as much as basketball parents can get out of line, like football, it's a whole a whole different level. This is a kid's scrimmage though. Like a youth football scrimmage and coaches are going at it and somebody gets shot and killed. Like what? How did we get to this place? It sucks man because a man lost his life trying to coach his son and others over youth football. I, I don't care what happened what was going on. He lost his life over Looking back on it and everybody involved, something that was minor in the grand scope of he's no longer here. We got to do better. And I was just at a youth football game a couple weeks ago out here in California, and a melee started. And I played Peacemaker. And a melee started, and one of the guys, part of the reason the melee started was uh, – he was accused of messing with young kids, and he was just recently arrested. And I guess one of the guys that approached him, he had a family member that he supposedly molested. But we got to do better 
when it comes to at these youth events because a man just got killed. A son saw his father on the field dead. Well, a whole team did. But a son I, no, I, saw I, his I, dad I, I, I get it, passed like, away on the field, and just 10 minutes prior, my dad was coaching me. Like, we got to do better. And the reason it happens more at football games, they they got to get more structure. And when I say structure, you go to a youth football game, If you everybody's on the field. Yes. There's no so so what I used to do what I used to do to because I I didn't coach youth football for my son you know so kind of separate so but I would do the chain gang I do the chain gang but the the things you hear and then what happens is a lot of times what happens is uh, scrimmages are worse than the games because the scrimmages it's not in a stadium it's just on a field and there's just parents and they're sitting on their chairs and all the dads are standing up and they're yelling and whatever. But yet, when you get to the second half of some of these games, all of a sudden the parents will be down on the field. They're they're yelling at the refs, at their own coaches, at the other team's coaches, and at the other team's players. Like it's nuts, nuts. I, I've been to quite a few youth games out here, and I would say half of them, something starts between the parents or or the kids, really get extremely competitive. And they start, they turn it into something. And I, and I I actually talked to a couple teams like, guys, you guys got to understand, when you guys do this, you bring your parents in. The parents are going to get involved because you're the kids. Just play the game. But there's way too many people on the side. The worst part of it is who goes to a youth game with a, with a thinking, them, thinking to themselves, I need to have a pistol with me? Who goes to a youth game saying – I need to have a firearm with me. I don't know. That's the part that's, it's disturbing. Well, then it makes you, like for you as the peacemaker, you're like, man, am I going out here and be the peacemaker when somebody's going to pull a gun Dude, out? literally, a few weeks ago, I literally was the peacemaker. And I look back at what just happened this past weekend in the su- a suburb of Dallas, Texas, and I'm like, wow. Like, this could have turned out this way. We got to do better. Like, we got to do better because it's a black eye for the sport of football, and these kids will forever be scarred because they witness this. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's a, It's not even a, a, one, it's a youth game. It's not even a game. It's a scrimmage. He was 11 years old. I mean, like, what are we, what are we, have you, and like, at some point you got to look yourself and be like, what are we doing? You know? And, and look, I coach, when I coach AU basketball, I, I try and tell, like. I get it, though, Doug. I get it. No, I, 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 I coach you sports and. I'm not the calmest person. I'll say that. No. Um. Anybody that that's listening that see me coach, they'll probably be like, "Wow, are you really talking?" Like, I get confrontational. I'll be the first to tell you that. But I promise you, after that, TJ gonna be a little different because it's just when you, it's not worth it. It's a game. It's not worth it. And and hopefully I can stick to what I'm saying. You get so competitive. But it's a game. Well, the, there's an expression that goes like this. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it, right? And so I would say the challenges, and unfortunately, the, the crazy part about it is uh, the guy who got shot was a coach, and then I think Keep Tlaib's brother was a coach as well, right? So Supposedly, yes. Right, so so like we want to blame other parents, and there were other people on the football field, 
But like when your coaches are involved, that's a terrible look. But I, I do use it to try and transition as gently as we can to the Dallas Cowboys, where you watch Mike McCarthy's team and they got 17 penalties. And look, you can go, hey, this one penalty or this one penalty or this one. How much do you think that is to blame in terms of coaching and what you've allowed if you're McCarthy? Man, it's it's not Mike McCarthy's fault. He he shoulders some of the blame because he's a head coach. And so when these type of things happen, you got to take some of the blame. But number one, 17 penalties. I'm going to say probably two or three of them were unwarranted. It's you got Mike McCarthy knows he's on a hot seat. The Dallas Cowboys don't win a playoff game. Mike McCarthy will no longer be a head coach in the NFL, and this will be the last time we hear of him. At least that's what I believe. How do you figure out a way in practice to prevent these things from occurring in the game? This isn't high school or college where we get a penalty in practice, we're going to run. Like, how do you police it? Guys have to be disciplined. They're grown men. And the Cowboys didn't play a ton of starters. They did not. So it's a bunch of guys fighting for a spot on the team. And they're probably doing a bit too much trying to earn a spot on the team. The starters aren't going to commit at least this amount of penalties, 17. It's a bunch of backups and a bunch of guys fighting to earn their keep. And they're just doing a little too much. But I don't. I don't blame Mike McCarthy because they're grown men. We know don't commit penalties. We know not to hold, roughing the pass or pass interference, whatever it may be. But when you're fighting to make the team, you really just go above and beyond and you're like, huh, a penalty. You're hurting yourself, but you're really trying to help yourself. I, I don't I don't blame him at all. Yeah, I, I think I think it's one of those there's there's always gonna be a group of people that don't like Mike McCarthy. And you're you're you're, it's not like you don't have enough ammo, right? Because the guy seemed like he butchered end-of-game situations, end-of-half situations several times over last year with the Cowboys. And considering his experience and all the time that he spent as a head coach in Green Bay and winning a Super Bowl, you would think he was prepared for those things. But I, it's fair to say, if you're using this against him to say he doesn't have control of his team— you just don't like Mike McCarthy as head coach. If, and you're, you're what do you it. what do you do if you're Mike McCarthy? What do you do today? Today being Monday, you had a meeting. You probably had the meeting yesterday. What do you do in a team meeting? Hey guys, we gotta uh, cut down on the penalties. That's what you do. You let them know. You make it a point of emphasis. Everybody has refs at practice now. It happens. They're grown men. You what? You, what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do but emphasize it. And if they continue to do it, they won't play. And if they're the starters, it's like, ah, what am I going to do? There's nothing you can do about it for the people that understand how the locker room works. You're not going to get in a guy's face. You're going to let the team know we got to cut down on the penalties, and you hope that's what happens. So when we watch a preseason game, like what can we as fans take take from it? So like if I'm watching it, I mean, you always you find a guy you like, you get kind of a general sense of a team, but you're you're watching at a completely different level than the rest of us. What should we watch for? What can you take away when you watch a preseason game, especially when so many of the guys are actually backups, not starters playing? 
when when I watch a preseason game now, I try to if it's guys that I know, I want to see how they do. Um, some will send me film and say, okay, this rep, what happened? What did I not do? Or what did I what could I have done better? But I'm really looking at the guys that are in a position that I was in, fighting to make the team and should he have made this play? Uh, That's what I'm looking at is how were guys competing to make a team? Or if I watch Carolina, I want to see how Baker and and Darnold do competing with each other. I I don't – you don't really game plan for it. Coaches say they don't game plan. You do. No, it's preseason game one. We don't game plan. Uh, Every team I was on game planned. Very, very limited game plan, but you game plan. Yeah. And, and You're not so, just going out there winging it. Yeah, you you game plan. I don't know, guys. What are we gonna run? I don't know, guys. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. out as we go. So you do game plan. Let's we'll run a, power. Right. It's a limited game plan, and so you just want to see how guys handle it. Two minute. You, you're gonna for sure get a two minute situation, even if it doesn't come up. Okay, we can go two minute this drive. You want to see how guys handle that? Can they think under pressure and stress? And, and so I try to see guys that are 50-50 making a roster, how they perform, and then the guys that I know, what they could have done better and what they did really well. Okay. Um, Can we take anything from the Patriots and how they look considering they don't have a traditional offensive coordinator? I don't – man, this is just – it's odd. What they're doing is odd. Okay, so so here's – I'm just going to throw a hypothesis out to you. Okay? Look – Everyone who's an NFL guy is like, man, this is not a recipe Doug. for success. But, but wait, 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 hear me out for one second. Will we both agree that Belichick's been really good at what he's done for a long time? Very good. Okay. So if Bill Belichick has pushed the envelope of what to do, and this is what he thinks is the best course of action, considering whoever was out there on the market for him to go bring in and run his offense or whatever— I don't know, doesn't he deserve the benefit of the doubt considering for 20 years he's been really, really good? Yeah, you give him the benefit of the doubt. He's earned that. That equity he's built, he's earned it. But say Matt Patricia's the offensive coordinator. Just say he is. He wasn't even good at being a defensive guy, and that's what he's supposed to do, be really, really good at. That's his calling card. I can call defense. He didn't do that well in Detroit. So now you're going to flip the coach in Detroit. But you know he was running the defense. You know yeah, he was but, running the but, defense. But the, the, Detroit, the same way if, Belichick if runs that defense in New England. That's fine though, but if I'm going to if I'm going to be if I'm gonna be fair to him when you're the head coach, you, the the reason he failed in Detroit was he lost he never could get the team. Like they they just didn't buy into his stuff. He walked but in there like he was defensively, just like all these Patriot guys. He walks in like he's Bill and he's not Bill defensively, and he gets laughed out of the They building. were trash. Defensively, they weren't very good. And so I have a hard time bringing somebody from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball and say you're going to be better on offense than you were at defense, but you got to Bill Belichick has earned I guess the right to experiment. It just sucks if you're on the Patriots and you're Mac Jones. I know they're implementing the wide zone. Outside zone, right? And when you sit in meetings, that's not easy to block. You hear, okay, if they're in the odd front, this is how we're going to attack. We got to double to here and get pushed to here. This alignment. If they're in the even front, now it changes to this. They're in a bear. There's so many ways to block it. It's hard. It's complicated. 
in an outside zone, you really never run outside. It always cuts somewhere in the middle. One cut. And so it's complicated. And it takes a lot of time to understand, to learn if you've never done it. And you're doing it with guys that are technically defensive coaches. They're probably implementing it because they know how hard it is to stop. I I don't think it will end well. I feel sorry for Mac Jones and the guys on offense because he comes off that rookie year where he played really well. Mm -hmm. Just shows how good of a coach Josh McDaniels is because I believe the Patriots are going to struggle offensively unless Mac Jones is just a flat-out stud and he's better than he was last year, a lot better than he was last They're going to play defense, but they're going to get parked both times they play Buffalo – and it may happen when they play the Dolphins as well. We all have different areas, uh, different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times, different ways. As we strive for our reach our financial goals, we can't afford to make mistakes or go at it alone. Invest in your success. Invest with Stiefel Financial Advisor, Stiefel Nicholson Company Incorporated, members SIPC and NYSE. Will Lamar Jackson have that new contract before week one of the season? Find out next in the Dan Patrick Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 